It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flowtrack Podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. This is the New York City Marathon Recap Show. Gordon, we are not in studio for this one. It took a couple weeks. I knew we were going to get bumped. It took a couple weeks. Audio issues. We are back home again. How does it feel? Well, sometimes you say it feels good to be home, but I... I like the studio. I miss it already. It feels weird being in here. I mean, I still got my Tyrese Maxey motivational photo of me again, <laughs> chat, me dunking. It's happening at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, we had a technical difficulty apparently with the morning podcast in the studio. So they said, hey guys, don't come in. So, all right. so that's why we resort back to our roots, which is in a closed room in our homes you have your <laughs> do you have kids at home right now or no no they're all at school or daycare oh so you're just home by yourself so this is great for you well i prefer being in studio i like being in studio i don't like having to somewhat organize this room i'm used to it being a mess i want to i want to keep it that way and the delay i don't like the delay i just like being in the same the same spot i got we got spoiled but hopefully we'll be back there uh, on wednesday yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. I got this um, new uh, thing from uh, Ryan Fenton, low track uh, legend. He uh, is a um, realtor, so he has a bunch of apartments and houses that he rents out to people. And sometimes they leave stuff around. The ha- they like leave stuff when they move. They like, yeah. just don't take it home with them. They left a Eagles 2004 wow. black. And it's just, I mean, there's nothing really special about it. It's not signed or anything. It has a really, like, generic gold-like mm-hmm. logo. But yeah. the, this is a team that they lost the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl losing team in 2004, Terrell Owens. But the, the plaque says, it just says NFL best. What does that even mean, <laughs> NFL best? We lost. We were not the best in the NFL. We lost to the Patriots. But I have it now. It's well, going in my office. You guys want to send me any uh, Philadelphia memorabilia? I'll be more than willing to take it. So. Yeah, is that the equivalent to a world best? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a world best. So that's that's like Devin Allen. It was Devin Allen the world best one ten hurdler this year? No, 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 no. Though he was the world lead. I'm talking about world best where they don't have they don't keep like a, you're not eligible in that event like the twenty k. Oh, or like the six hundred. Okay, six hundred. Yeah, oh, okay. That- so this is like the. Who's who's a dominant six hundred meter runner like uh, Kaz Loxum? It's like the Kaz Loxum Award. Yeah, it's or I don't know, isn't it the Isaiah Harris the, is really good at the six hundred? The two thousand steeple. Two thousand steeple. That's the El Bacali. I think he's got it, or maybe he doesn't. Yeah, but I'm not sure. It's got to be someone who is 
the world lead in these events, but not the world best in the main event. You know, it has to the be like, event. Yeah, like yeah, who's yeah. really good in the 300 that was not mm-hmm. relevant in the two or the four. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that 55 meters. Who, who do you think led the world in 55 meters? Let's check that out. Well, I think they don't think, I think they, do they keep a world record for that? They did back in the day, at least. Let's see. I, I don't even say, know if they have it on the list. Can you find a 55 they, meter they, world leader? Probably don't. Probably don't. Oh, they do. Okay. We'll do uh, men's 55 meter last year's world leader, Terrell Robinson Jr. Mm. He ran 625. It's a high school kid. I don't know. I'm assuming. Well right? done. So, congrats, congrats, Terrell Robinson. You and the 2004 Eagles go down the record books. So, All right. Let's talk that. New York City. But first, we got a sponsor, Gordon, again. We're sponsored by Gooder Sunglasses, purveyors of sunglasses made for anyone who enjoys putting your body through hell and back. They got all different types for sprints, 5K, marathon, ultra, trail, and track, all for $25 or $35. Website is gooder.com, G-O-O-D-R.com, $25. Active sunglasses for anyone. They're all about creating fun, fashionable, and functional sunglasses that everyone can afford. No slip, no bounce, all polarized, and Gordon all fun hey kevin you know what the problem with sunglasses are they can be expensive they can be ugly they can be over engineered you see this right here Mm. gooder solution boom check out that logo the proper amount of engineering the proper proper amount amount of engineering engineering. they're affordable they're stylish they're all performance and you can wear them on podcasts and look like a fool uh free u.s shipping if you buy two or more 30-day free returns (laughs) One year warranty. Underneath the headphones. All right. 100% carbon neutral. We ain't dealing with no. Like, come on. It's not 99% carbon neutral. It's 100%. We save mm-hmm. 1% for the planet. Still been saying that line for all these ad reads many times. Still don't know what that means. Is that link clickable? Can we click on that? Is that a clickable URL? No, it's, it's just underlined. underlined. Yeah, it's just underlined. Okay. What does 1% so. for the planet mean? Anyway, buy good to sunglasses and you'll find out. Check them out, Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com. Get a pair, and you can uh, rock them like me. I actually have go. a lot of Gooder sunglasses. These aren't the only ones. They, they didn't even give these to us. I just bought these on my own. So yeah, I was a client Love before it. I even became a, a podcast ad. A sponsor. Yeah. All right, New York City Marathon. In the preview, we should have gone to our chief meteorological correspondent Colt Joyce because the weather ended up being relevant. It was hot and humid out there in New York City. We've seen all sorts of weather throughout the years in New York City, but it was hot and humid and ultimately impacted of this race. But we got one result, which was unsurprising, but it unfolded in a very dramatic way. And then we had another result in the women's race that was a complete stunner. Uh, I want to start first with the men though, Gordon. We'll start with, first with the men. Um, we have Evans Chabet get the win. He completes the Boston-New York 2022 double. But early on in this race, one man stole the show, Daniel Donacimiento, who decided to start the New York City Marathon on not course record pace, but world record pace, Gordon. The man was running through the streets of New York City on 201 pace uh, through the first about 10 kilometers. By halfway, he was 61 
22. Well ahead of course record pace. Two-minute lead. And then it all started to fall apart. Mile 18 is a bathroom break, which never a good sign. But we've seen people recover from the bathroom break and get back on it. Mile 20, he stopped. And then by 21, he full-on collapsed uh, to the ground. Luckily, he was okay. Evan Chabet went right by. And then the race was basically over. I mean, it was two guys essentially running completely separate races. Chibet had broken away from the chase pack. The gap closed between Evans, Chibet, and Katata by the end to a, a smaller margin because Chibet started to slow as well too. But if you were tuning in and out to this race, there's a good chance you only saw two people running. Donacimento in the beginning of the race and then Chibet all by himself in the end. I mean, we see this every few races or so. You see someone go for it. And they go for it in a much... Not put himself in it to win it, but put himself in an extreme pace. They, you know, they watch a Kipchoge documentary or something there, something the night before, and go like, "I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. going for it, and I'm going to run yeah, two yeah. one." Uh, and we always say this: it never works out. It never works out. Like, has there ever been a situation where someone running out of their league, out of their mind, out of their typical pace, and it actually works? Like. I think every time we think maybe this is the one time, but whether you're watching like uh, a mile, 5K, 10K, marathon, someone who does this, it doesn't work. I, like, why do they still do it? Why is there always someone who bites and is like, maybe I could be the one? Because no one's ever yeah. going to successfully do it. Has there ever been anyone who successfully has decided to go out in, not world record pace, but pace that is beyond your capability? And just see if you can hold on. It's well, sure, happened. it it works. It works sometimes, but you need when? to have a larger margin for error, and you also need to have a situation where, if you fall apart, you're not. I mean, you're not literally falling apart all the way to where you can't continue to run. And he, well, his second mile was four twenty. I know it's a little downhill, but it's just it's just preposterous. So you knew it was going to catch up to him. Mean, he's a great runner. He's run two oh four. Uh, he had similar situation in Sapporo at the Olympics where he fell to the ground, but he got back up and finished that race somehow. I think this just is how he runs. A lot of people, they're somewhat unaware of where their red line's at. And until they get a grip on that, it's going to hold them back a bit because especially in the marathon, you got to be able to stay on your feet. You got to be able to run all 26.2 miles. But I, I just think he doesn't have a sense of where his limit is. You'd think, though, once you saw 420 like on your watch, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to chill for a little bit. That was, that was a little hot. I got 24 more of these. Maybe I should dial it back. But he just kept going. I mean, that is yeah, so fast on that course. You know, but there's times you're in situations in life where it's like, well, I crossed the line. There's no turning back now. Like, I ain't. You know, can't stop the train now. The train's already moving. And I think that's what it is. Like, yeah, the point of, point. it takes yeah. more energy to put on the brakes than just ride the wave and it either comes crashing down, which happens 99.9% .9 of the time, or that 0.0001% of the time, you pull off a miracle and everyone says like, holy crap, you know. But yeah, it wasn't meant to be. It was kind of a little dramatic there when he collapsed. Luckily, yeah, he was okay. Yeah. But uh, hey, it, 
created a unique story, got you watching and be like, wait, is this actually going to happen? You know, yeah. not even Kipchoge can do that. Like even Kipchoge would fall apart when he goes out a little bit too hard, you know? Mm -hmm. So if the greatest of ever do it can fall apart, you know, I highly doubt a 204 Brazilian runner is going to be able to pull it off either. Well, again, there's fast and then there's what he was doing, which is so far beyond yeah. what we had ever seen. Like you're not supposed to be on world record pace New in York. New York City. I, I remember Katani did it a bunch of years ago, and there was some story about how she was misreading the splits like on her watch. She thought it was kilometer pace and it was mile pace or something like that. But to go out as as quickly as he he did, you had to know it was gonna end it. It just we didn't know it was gonna end in that fashion. So then yeah, Chibet right there takes over. They actually had an issue with the lead car. Like got in the way because they were like waiting for Donatsamiento to get back up, and then Chebet comes by and almost moves over into him. It was a little bit of a precarious situation, but but he was solid. Like I said, fell fell apart a little bit. Like his split started climbing um, in the final final miles, but I don't think anybody ever thought Katata was going to be able to make up the ground. And then Abdi Nagi gets in there for third, the former Olymp Olympic silver medalist. You look at this top ten though. And with the exception of Donacimiento, a lot of it held together, especially for the weather being that bad. Like, so you go Chibet, Katata, Nagi, El Arabi, Osako. Right? These are all people we thought were going to be in the mix. Now, Albert Career, defending champion, maybe you expected him to be a bit higher, but he, he didn't have to DNF. He got to the finish line. He got, he got seventh. Like, the field, for the most part, stayed together it was just slower and probably more painful than they would have liked this was another situation where the u.s men kind of failed to have a, a breakout performance from one to you know beat one of the top international contenders because if you look at the u.s results scott fobble was a top u.s finisher ran 213 35 two minutes better then second American and Reed Fisher. Uh, when you start yeah. seeing the separate, I mean, then four minutes better than Jared Ward, and then what, seven minutes better than the fifth American in Matthew Lano. So those, they, the Americans were not in a tight pack. They were all spread out. But what are your reactions to one, Scott Fobble being the top American, and two, the top American not really ever having any shot with the top international guys and finishing? Was it eighth or ninth? What was his overall finish? Fobble was nine. Ninth. So like, you yeah. know, basically completely separate from the top yeah. international guys. I thought he ran well. I thought Fobble ran well. Nine is solid result for him. I think the person that you haven't mentioned, the person who we thought if they were at their best would have a chance to get into that top five because they got second in Chicago last year is Galen Rupp. Yeah. Right? I mean, you could have held out hope. I was interested in Leonard Career. I thought he could be the top American based on what he's been doing. You had high hopes for Shadrach Kipchirchir's debut, but a lot of that was optimistically viewing the race. Practically yeah. speaking, you have a guy out there who's had some injuries over the last year in Galen Rupp, but who's also run fast and has won a major, finished runner-up in a major, has an Olympic medal, and he dropped out after 25K. And I don't know if we're going to see Rupp be able to get back to the 2021 form. I'm just really, 
I'm really curious to see if he's got one more in him or, or two more good ones in him. Because not only does he need to get back to that to be in contention, he's got to go beyond that if he wants to win. He can If he gets back to that spot, yeah, he can get pick up some top fives and stuff. But for Rupp to win a major marathon now, he's got to climb back to where he was and then go beyond that because we know how deep the event as a whole is. And I know he got second in a Chicago field, but there was a lot of good guys who were not in Chicago that year. Do you, th- I mean, I'm kind of moving towards the side that there's not another good one in him. Like, yeah, you think, you think that 2021 is, will be his last year? Yeah. I, I don't see 2023 being anything. I mean, if he's not able to do it now, I don't think he's going to be able to get into form by April. I mean, he's probably going to run Boston, right? Mm-hmm. I and guess, then he'll yeah. probably do Chicago or something like that. I, it's weird to think about it, but like I don't think we're gonna have like a Shalane Flanagan type moment where you kind of win at the end of your career. I think Galen might have. I mean, obviously his best days are behind him because of how great he was in 2012 yeah, yeah. and 2016, and that's a long time ago. 2012 was 10 years ago. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a different athlete now. Uh, it's when you started covering the sport. Yeah, it's when I started covering the sport. Man, that, that joke will never go down. It's all because you just said I covered a sport for 10 years, and it's not true. I mean, I know I, I said covered a sport decade. for 10 years. You said I watched, I've only watched a sport for a decade. People are too literal. I said a decade. I didn't mean actually like only a decade. decade. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I got us off track. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if I were a betting man, which I am, I would bet that we won't see another top three performance by Galen Rupp at a major. Top three? I'm going to say, I don't think he'll make the 2024 team. Mance, and then two others, TBD, yeah. TBD. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I, I don't you... think it would be, I think the odds of Galen being healthy in 2024 are yeah. not good. Yeah. He had all those years where he was never injured. Yeah. You never heard about a Galen Rupp injury. <laughs> he was very durable. And then all of a sudden, and this happens with age, he had the Achilles problem, had to have surgery, now the issues with, with the back. I just, I just think the standard keeps getting raised every single year too. So yeah. you go back to 21, and 21 it looked like, okay, he's free and clear of the Achilles situation. Gets second in that race in Chicago. That was a good run, but that was still second again against a field that did not have, obviously didn't have Kipchoge, but there was a number of other people in there who would put uh, would go into your top ten. The reason I don't want to count it all the way out is because you should never know how a field is going to get put together. Yeah, but I also think I also think that the watered down fields post pandemic are gone now, and now we're in the era of we're back to every marathon being in its proper season again, which means you're going to have more and more of the power players lining up. But if you're saying he's got to run 206 to run that to, or be in 206 shape, again, that means he's got to get back up to where he was before. So I, I don't see it either. Yeah. I mean, but maybe the, I'm the, being I, a little I, too, too hyperbolic by saying he's not going to make the U.S. team because when you do look at it, the U.S. men, it's not like it's not a hard team to make. For Galen, so even a eighty percent Galen probably could still get at least a top three finish at the Olympic trials. Yeah, but Mance will be on it, and then there's two more spots. It's going to be a surprise person. It's 
Probably yeah. Abdi Hamid Abdurrahman. It's always Abdi Hamid. Abdi Abdurrahman. Yeah, Ab- yeah. Abdi, Abdi Abdi Hamid. But you know what I'm saying. Abdi Abdi, Abdi, Abdi Rahman. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Apologies. Well, uh, and then it's you funny know, you bring up wild card. So. It's funny if it's funny you bring up his name though, right? Because if you look at Rupp just through the perspective of Olympic cycles, you have the early one that you make, then you have the prime ones where he's winning the trials. Obviously, you know, wins it in LA in 16, then wins it again in Atlanta, dominates. Maybe though he will have that one last ride type of trials race. Like a med like, no, type thing, yeah. Yeah, or Abdi, who has had four or five last rides, or even I mean Legat, I guess, won that year in 2016 in the 5K, and that was a crazy, that was a crazy race. But will he? I think the question a more interesting question than how is he going to finish at the majors? Cause I think that's pretty clear at this point is the trials question, but we're just so far away and two years is forever in the marathon. I don't know what that yeah. would be. And who do you, do you, you feel really good in two years that Mance is going to be solid. I do. Can you say that about anybody else? How they're going to be in no. two years? No, not really. Nope. Can't. Is there a college kid right now? I mean, probably there's probably somebody. That we've never this is probably someone about. who's like gotten like 14th at like NCA track 5k and was like 38th in an NCA cross country race who's gonna you know gonna make you know it's gonna be like a Colin Benny Martin Hare type where you're like oh yeah they were good but now mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know they have put themselves in the mix to be you know top three on the USA speaking of good in college Sharon Lochetti 2018 NCAA 10,000 meter champion pulls off just an absolute stunner. Gordon, she wasn't in your top five. She wasn't in my top five. If you can show me your top five for before the race and it has Sharon Lochetti in it, I want to see it because she had long odds to win this race. When she was hanging around with a few miles to go and she was shoulder to shoulder with Sal Peter and Gabriel Selassie. That's the gold medalist and bronze medalist from this summer's world championships. I thought, man, if she can just hang on, this is going to be a great day for her. And she did not settle. And I give her all the credit in the world because it would be so easy after running 24 miles just to say, oh my gosh, this is my debut marathon. I just want to hang on and get top three. That would be a career changing event. She wasn't satisfied. She went and won it. I am just completely stunned that she did this. Yeah, in a debut too. Like, obviously we in knew New Sharon York. Look, in New York, which is hard course. But you look at her career, and like she was, you know, the she was good, but it wasn't like a watch out when Sharon is in the pro stage, she's going to dominate. And especially because she was a, Ken, a Kenyan athlete, it's hard to like excel as a kenyan athlete in the long distance you know like the the competition is fierce and so you're like yeah you're you're gonna be great in college you know she had a good year at kansas but like it's gonna be very monumental for you to make that next step to the kenyan elite and now in her first race she does it and she does it in like very impressive fashion it just yeah recalibrates your whole vision that you had for her you know post-college career you know she's she went from like yeah you're that former ncaa athlete who's good who you know win a few prize monies here and there on road races you'll 
you know, be in the mix in some US based 10Ks. Right. Now to like, no, I'm a major marathon champion. And hey, the country of Kenya needs to like recognize me as like one of their go to athletes when it comes to picking teams because. I doubt they had her on the radar. I doubt yeah, for I mean, this race, I doubt they had her on the radar because they, they have a lot of people to choose from. Uh, <laughs> but this, this reaffirmed for me a couple things. One, what you are on the track or in cross country is not indicative of how you're going to be on the roads. What you are in the roads, on the shorter distance in the roads, is not indicative of what you necessarily are going to be when it comes time to run a marathon because she had run a 68-minute half. There were so many women in this field who had much better half marathon personal bests than Lochetti. Didn't matter. We went up to 26.2 miles. And to top it off, what you are or what you can be as a marathoner is just going to be different in New York City. When you're talking major marathons, the course is challenging. There are no rabbits. There's a lot of unpredictability out there. And you're more likely to see upsets here than you are going to see them in London and, and Berlin and Chicago. It's just the, it's just the reality of it. So when you add all those things up, like, yeah, why should we limit someone's potential over 26.2 based on how fast they ran a 10K or how fast they ran 13.1? Like, there's still a lot of running left after that point. And, but the thing, I'll go back to again, the thing that impressed me the most is just her reluctance to settle, her desire to go beyond. And because if you lined her up, who was the other high profile debutante or who was the high profile debutante? Helen O'Berry. Helen O'Berry. Yeah. Five track medals, a silver this summer, a super fast half marathon, right? And Lochetti got the better of her. You put the resumes next to each other, take the names away. Everybody's picking O'Beary in that case, but it, it didn't matter. And this is what makes the New York City Marathon, Boston, this is what makes marathoning fun is that true upsets happen. can happen. And it was well in for her. I'm so curious to see what happens next with her career, where she goes next. But to come out of the gate and do this was just my, I thought it was, yeah, it was mind blowing to me. I did not have her on my card. Like when she was hanging around, I thought, great, that's going to be an awesome story how she gets third. Did not fathom that she was going to win this thing. Yeah. And, you know, that shows the uniqueness of a debut. You don't know what you're going to get in a debut. You could get a incredible performance like this. You could get an average performance and you can get like a, Welcome to the marathon. Like for Shadrach Kipchurcher, yeah, that was yeah. a welcome to the marathon moment. You know, for Galen Rupp, it was I'm here and I'm ready when he made his marathon debut at the trials in 2016. Yeah. Like you, you can go in either direction and it's an unknown. And there's no way you can truly tell because they've never done it before. You can look at all the half marathons and we looked at Helen O'Berry. We looked at her road races and I was like, man, she's looking kind of good. I think she's going to run well. And yeah. she gets six and she loses to. Sharon Lochetti, who's like super, not naive, but like just like no no pressure, no expectations. And then she runs freely and is able to get a win that yeah. this ain't winning like some, no, no, I'm trying to, I don't want to dunk on like a random city's marathon, but this is a, one of the six most important <laughs> marathons, right? So like, this is a people big know deal. That. Yeah. Guys, the York City Marathon is a big deal, according to Gordon. So those, don't those say like otherwise. The, I'll dunk on my own hometown. The Lehigh Valley Marathon. It's not winning the Listen, Lehigh Valley Marathon. And it's part about 
the name of the marathon, but I'm also looking at who's in the marathon because we know how good Sal, yeah. Pe- Sal Peter's a 217 runner. Gebra Sauce is a 218 runner. They've also performed well in championship style races this summer. Fourth, Edna Kiplagat, veteran, but is always in that top two or three. She's legit. Viola Cheptu on the podium last year in New York City. Obiri, we already talked about how good she is. Like, this was a legit, a legit field. This was not one yeah, of those where watered down. Ev- everybody went to Berlin and Chicago this year. Yes, women's marathoning is so deep. And you could say, oh, yeah, there's, a, you know, Chepengedic isn't there. And what about Kaskai and all that? Yeah, you could say that. That's fine. But there's just, there's still other really good people here. And Loketti beat them. And what makes this one even more impressive, in my opinion, a lot of times you get wins over stars because the stars like DNF or they just have a bad yeah, day, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, yeah. did you beat them or did their bad day help you win? Like, mm-hmm. Salpeter and Geber Selassie, where they were in it. Like, she beat them by seven oh, seconds yeah. and yeah, like yeah, 20 yeah. seconds, 15 seconds. Yeah. There it was, was a not battle like in Central a, Park. Yeah. There wasn't like a, yep, it wasn't your day. Like, it was mm-hmm. their day. This was a day for either of those two to win. And Locati just had a better, was able to beat them on their day, which I think yeah. means something. It's like, no. is your win over Kipchoge at that London marathon when he got like seventh mm-hmm. or eighth? Is that win yeah. a real win over Kipchoge or a win over Kipchoge where Kipchoge gets second and you beat him by 10 seconds? That feels like a real win. And I think that's what Loketi yeah. has here. She has legitimate wins, not a, well, if they didn't have a side stitch or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, they were dealing with an injury, like she straight beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say any win over Kipchoge you take and you frame it. That's true. You frame it. Put it up on the wall. You're like seventh that's place, NFL London best. Marathon. Yeah. <laughs> You make one of these plaques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it says, it doesn't even say seventh place. It just says one place ahead of Kipchoge, yeah. 2020 London Marathon. That's, that's what it says. Let's look at the rest of the field and how they did. So as I mentioned, we had Kipla got four, Chep two, five, Obiri six. I don't think that's a bad run for Obiri, by the way. I thought all the hype about she's going to knock it out of, her, out of the park on the first one in New York. I thought, let's... Let's give her a race or two. Now, Loketti kind of ruins that theory because it was her debut too, but I still stand by the fact that it's very hard to do that on your first first marathon. Um, and then we go to the first American, Tulimuk in seven, then Emma Bates right behind in eight, Jessica Stenson of Australia in nine, and then Nell Rojas in 10th. Uh, other Americans, Lindsay Flanagan, then Steph Bruce, Kira D'Amato ran 2.31, Lyndon 2.32. So Tulimuk ends up being top American. I thought she was going to be the second uh, American behind um, Emma Bates. So I got those, I got those flipped. But otherwise, not, I'm not too surprised by how the Americans ran. I mean, Kira D'Amato being the sixth American, it's a little bit surprising how good she is. I mean, I guess Her it shows marathon. don't run 30 marathons. Yeah. <laughs> She didn't no, run definitely run 30. She ran four. Well, she ran four three in just the four six, months. The succession of them. Yes, exactly. Back to back to back like that is, is awfully tough. But I think going forward, U.S. women are, are fine. They still have a lot of depth. Yeah. But the world is fast. Did it? I might be naive. Didn't Stephanie Bruce retire? This is her last one, I think. Okay. Some, someone can correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, but I believe this was 
So it's our last one. This is also obvious. Like everyone says it's their last be... one, and then they come back and like, oh, one more. I'm, to, I'm running Boston. Surprise, you know, like. Yeah. It's... Well, because you can always enter the race. Yeah. You can always enter the race. That's the thing. Oh, I'm semi-retired. I'm partially retired. Because Abdi said this was his last one as like a you know, pro athlete, but then he might run it more as like a half in, half out. But he didn't, he didn't finish, unfortunately. So and then you got to go back and finish, right? Yeah. There's Lyndon. She's still um, going? Lyndon was leading early on. Lyndon was leading early on. And then the, the back half was, was rough. No, I meant like how old Her, is Des now? She 38. 39. Sure. Like, is she still planning on grinding to 2024? Well, I is thought she was going to do longer stuff after she ran that 50K. I thought she might yeah. switch into longer stuff. Now she's here stuff, finishing, but... you know, in the, in the top 10 of the U.S. women yeah. in New York City. This is so funny. It it's seems... like you're like, oh, you're, you're, it's, you know, she didn't make the 2020 team. So you're like, okay. She had a great that Boston win, making the team in 2016. all, all stuff, and then you're like, all right, this is the end. But then no, 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 not so much. I'm coming back, you know, and still running legitimate times. Like you don't wake up and run 2:32 at New York City. Like you gotta, yeah, train for that. You and call it a bad race too. She called. Yeah. She said she was embarrassed or something too. So. She's not just saying she's not just saying that to say that. She had training that indicated, and she wouldn't yeah. have run that aggressive. That she wouldn't have run that aggressively early on if she didn't think she could she could run that pace. I think what's yeah. cool about her continuing to go is you have new people coming into the equation on the American women side faster than people are retiring. Yeah. So the so the impact is you just get this bigger and bigger group of people. Now, the people at both extremes are going to be longer shots to make a team or to have a big race, but they're at least still they're still there. So you could get to 2024 yeah. where you have some true true vets then you have people in their prime like sisson right in the middle but then also some people who are going to have promising debuts or maybe a, a fast half and you're like oh man they're the future and you have all that coming together that's what's fun so does this win not win but does this top american performance by tula muck no would you put her back in the conversation for yeah. making the 2024 team now because no one was putting yeah. her in that conversation we kind of, after she, you know, had her baby and you're kind of thinking, all right, we're, you know, you see Sisson coming in, D'Amato breaking the records and all these, like you said, newer faces coming in. You kind of forgot, wait, well, Tulemuk won the trials. Like She won the trials. <laughs> she yeah, won the, she, won the, she trials. won the freaking trials. And we're all of a sudden like counting her out. Now you count her out because, you know, she took a year or two off. So you get excited about the new dopamine of, you know, Molly doing her thing, Sisson doing her thing. So, but... I don't know. What do you think? Do you think over under 3.5 place for Tula Monk at the trials? <laughs> we're doing trials predictions already? Yeah, we're doing it. Just her. Just the Tula well, Monk prediction. Tula Monk prediction contest. Sign up. <laughs> Sign. I think – so I'm just interested in the whole th that whole three though, right? What do you mean that whole three? Like – the three who made the team. Molly, like I think it's Tulemuk, really and Kipiego, yeah. Yeah, maybe Do we less have on... an entirely different three? 
We could, but I'm also saying don't count out the three because that's what we always did with Abdi. It's like, oh, wait, he's yeah. back. Like, that stuff. That I want to put you on the record if you think Tulamuk's going to make the team. Because I feel like you I don't answer that question. I'm not going to comment now. I don't, wanna do, I don't do two years out predictions like you do. Uh, no. I mean, who do, you, who do you feel great about right now making the team? Is it Sisson? Sisson? Is that it? Emma? Bates? She's very Maybe. consistent. She's consistent. Because the thing about D'Amato, Hall... But here's the thing. We don't know where the race like, is going to be. We don't know what the yeah. course is going to be either. And that has a huge role to play in this too. Because the Atlanta course being hard definitely changed it. What about, you know, Seidel? Like, there's so take. many. This is my take now. I got, I got my official two years out 2024 take. There are only, there's only one lock on the women's side and one lock on the men's side. Connor Mance on the men, Emily Sisson or the women. Now, the reason why we don't know who's going to get second and third for the women is because there's too many great names. The reason we don't know who's going to get second or third on the men is because there's no great names. Yeah. So it's like this unique thing was like, there's who do you leave off is the question for the women. For the yeah, men, it's yeah, like, yeah. who do you add in? It's a question. Yeah, who do you elevate? It's like, who do yeah. you elevate? It's kind of unique. How like one is like, we really think this person is going to finish top three on the women's. We really think this person's not going to finish in the top three. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, so if you if you put it, take. if you, yeah, that wasn't a take. That was more like an observation. But that's okay. With the men, you feel like you're bestowing on them this great honor of man that they think I can be in the trials. And on yeah. the women's side, it's like, oh, it's disrespectful to leave to make a three because you're going to be leaving off six people who should, should potentially make the yeah. team. Yeah, I like, I don't know. Sisson would be the only one, but again, I just don't know where the, the race is either. So I, it, it's hard to say. Good take, though. Way to, way, way to close out the segment, Gordon. Well done. There you go. Uh, you know, some people say I have great takes, some people, not so much. Yeah. Jamaica? Does not think you have great chicken. Jamaica. How about uh, five, 5K? We had the 5K the day before. Uh, Wayne Kalati wins the women's race 1516. Abdi Nur wins the men's race 1324. He took a wrong turn, very close to the finish. I can relate. I would have done the exact same thing. I saw a quote, I think it was in a Let's Run article, where he's like, Yeah, they told me to f follow the car. I followed the car. He followed directions. He did exactly what he no, was supposed to no. do. No, that's on Abdi. That's on Abdi Ahmed. No, come on. He no, should no. know I'm just saying I, that the car is not going to go through the finish line. I know, but I'm saying I could relate to it because I would have been a very literal person and said, follow the car. So you're and like the kid in, uh, in uh, Angels in the Outfield when they says run home and he hits a home run, and he says, run home, run home, and then he runs home and not no. to the home plate. That's what you are? No. You're the kid in Angels in the Outfield? I'm like Michael Scott when he gets a GPS in his car, and even though they know they're going to go into a lake, he's like, well, this is where they told me to drive, and then your car gets flooded. But how many road races has Abdi Hamid Nur led or won? Yeah, this is probably his new, new, new experience for him. I mean... You look at the field, though, like, I mean, he didn't really, there was, I guess Hillary Bohr's good, but Steeple, he's supposed to win this race. In my opinion. Yeah. And he did. And he did. Yeah. 
He took care of it. I, I, Women's it was side, Kaladi uh, was supposed to win that race. Yeah. Uh, Erica Kemp was second. Emily Enfeld was in there. But in uh, in third, I guess, right right behind Kemp. Photo finish there. But yeah, I, I expected Kaladi to win. Um, you know, I was thinking about Kaladi because I've been – I've always been on the Kaladi marathon train. Ooh. And after look at – and after – What's that? What her training partner, well, Locati? Yeah. Well, so it made me think about that just because both both NCAA athletes competing around the same time won the 10K. Kaladi obviously was uh, won won a bunch more, and but I always thought just with the way she runs and the style she runs, she'd be great once she goes to to the longer stuff. But it sounds like she's got. Uh, unfinished business in the marathon or in the shorter stuff. So she'll take care of that. And I could be wrong. That was just a, that was just a hunch. Again, I never would have said, even after Lachetti won in 2018 and upset Christian Schweizer, I don't think anybody was like, you know what? In four years, New York City Marathon champion. That's what, that's what we're going to say. I don't think anybody would have said that. So you just don't know. You don't know how people are going to react when, when the distance gets that long. Um, yeah. All right, some Austin, Texas news. I saw this on Instagram. Big news. Matthew Centrowitz. Matthew Sedgwick is engaged, and this happened in Austin. So any runners in the Austin, Texas area will be able to immediately recognize the site of the proposal right there on Town Lake. On any given weekend or even week, weekday, Gordon, what, you get thousands and thousands of runners passing by that exact spot. So uh, congrats to the happy couple. They should put a little plaque there. Since so many runners run there, they should put a little plaque there commemorating that the Olympic champion. We could go do proposed. that. I'll, you know what? I, yeah. I'll put I'll put this plaque right there, <laughs> and I'll make I'll take a photo of the thing, and we'll just do a little ceremony. That'll be fun. Yeah. How many times have you been by there on a bike or running? Would you say in your time in Austin? Well, like many. hundreds, right? Yeah, yeah, many. Yeah, it's Town Lake Trail. Yeah. You can see our office kind of from there if you zoom in on the the main photo. <laughs> Go back, yeah. yeah. We're like right behind one of those buildings. You zoom all the oh. way in to that skyline. It's Gordon's right house. It's AKA. No, my house. I'm actually really close to there. I'm like a mile north. Mm-hmm. I also liked on the video, people are just random people walking around in the background. Again, I, it, maybe they didn't recognize him, but it'd be cool if somebody did, and they say they got to see that. Should be fun. Well, here's my question: Was all the friends and family like hiding? You can't hide there. That's on the promenade. Does, unless yeah, they were like, hiding underneath so the bridge. So she knew the. Does she like? Does she know? Is like, you know. Here's what I'm like guessing happens. Yeah, here's we're what I'm guessing happens. We, we need a marriage proposal breakdown. Uh, okay. Segment. Here we go. As somebody who has a undefeated record in marriage proposals, I think wow, I'm a little qualified know. to break this down. Right. Want to know? I never lost either. Wanna, so. Well, but you're you're zero zero zero. I'm I'm one zero zero. Uh, what I think happened is they went out to lunch or they went out to some sort of meal and like, hey, let's all go for a walk on the Town Lake Trail. He told all these family members. They obviously knew about it, and they created some sort of moment where the two of them could separate from the rest of the group. And then he popped the question. And then people love having their friends. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people love having their friends and family right there. So it was a cool moment. 
to have them right there as opposed to then you have to call and text and and notify everybody and involving the families is is a lot of fun so they weren't hiding they were just standing there and then she was probably just talking to him they were staring out the water and then boom he does it and then she says yes and then boom instant party right next to the water about it on would make me super nervous that's just me though why oh with the ring Oh yeah, oh, I would be panicking. Oh yeah, that's so nerve-wracking, dude. That would have been. I have to say, one of the more nerve-wracking times of my life was when I was carrying the ring. Pre-proposed, I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to do it to get it off my hands. Yeah. Sensor's like, a, a tactician. Of... He's a, he's good at you know holding the line on the inside. So yeah, yeah. There's no there's no chance he was gonna fumble fumble this one. <laughs> I didn't think about that, Colt. That is a great point. They were in that first photo. They are very close to the water too. <laughs> like one, one, yeah, it's one trip, one, you know, th- yeah. that rail. Whoa. I mean... Well, he's yeah. Did, did he have it in the pocket and then pulled it out, or was it in his hands the whole time? I don't know. Like that's you a, go for that's the hug tricky. afterwards. Like you get excited, you kind of you know freak yeah, out a little bit. Like, oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Well, by then it's on her it finger, and then and it's out of your. It's literally and figuratively out of your hands once it's on. On her finger, you don't need to worry then about it. Then it's her responsibility. I see. Yeah. I like how so you said well, well done. you're one O and O. There's ties in marriage proposals? No, no, no. One, like, dot O, 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 O. Like, I was doing, like, a batting average. Oh, like, I thought you were one, like, zero, a zero, zero. win-loss tie record. Like, uh, one, yeah, oh, I screwed oh. that up. Okay. Yeah. It's like, what do you tie? No, I, I just saw it, like it a maybe? thought it was interesting. Did someone get, like, a maybe? No, I just thought it was interesting. I want to talk about this. You didn't. I. I just like that. I recognize the place. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm cool. the guy. It's our backyard. When I scroll through anything on social media and I see something, and I know I've been to that, I get really excited. It's very weird. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you ever get do that? excited when you uh, see like places you've been, like in movies and TV shows? You're like, oh, I've been oh, there. Through the moon, man. I Google it to confirm. And then I spent half the movie trying to film. Oh, yep. That's that warehouse on 4th Street. I knew it. Speaking of that, over. speaking of that, I got to show know. you something. Um, we know uh, you're in social network. We know it. You've no, no. Story so, okay, I'm going to download it and I'm going to put it in the, in the thing. So Colt can put it up on the screen. So as you know, tell the audience, uh, Load Sports is, you know, multiple sports. We have a lot of big fans in the motorsports world. So it's called Flow Racing, very popular, um, covering basically all the dirt track racing. Our colleague, Jeremy, who made the NAU Running With The Boys film, is currently working yeah. on a, a dirt film, which is really badass and cool. He's been working on it all year. She checked it out when it comes out next, I guess, 2023. But anyway, they live stream uh, motor racing events. And on Amazon Prime, in uh, the show, The Peripheral, which is like this new, like big sci-fi show on Amazon Prime. There's a TV scene where they're at the bar. There's a, there's a scene where they're at their bar and on the TV, they're watching Flow Racing. That's in oh, the background. That, I thought it was gonna be me it's and you. Cool. No, it's not me and you. They're not gonna put okay. our podcast in an Amazon Prime bar scene. But this is like a big, like, Thing. I guess it takes place, it's filmed in Austin, so I don't know. 
I prefer yeah. stories that center on me more. But it's kind of you. It's your colleagues. It's your colleagues. Jeremy's live work. Stream. Shout out to Jeremy. Yeah. Shout out to Jeremy. Uh, do you want to do guess my PR or do you want to save that for Wednesday? I think we save it for Wednesday. Okay. What is the Chapman saying? Uh, Bill says 2028 Olympic marathon team, Alicia Monson. So he's doing a 2028 prediction. Leap, yeah, skip 2024. He's thinking right to LA. He probably already has his tickets booked. Do you have your yeah. Airbnb ready for, uh, for LA 2028? No, I know enough people in LA. I'll be, I'll be covered. Wait, okay. will your son be in college then? In 2028? Yeah. Do you know how many years away that is? Six years. So you just made how me. Old is he? How old do you think my son? How old? Take a guess. How old's my son? My oldest. Oh, he's probably six, right? Seven, but yeah. Seven. Okay, so thirteen. Oh, yeah, I'm off. I'm off. But I thought 2028 was a little farther away. Yeah, yeah. But there could have been a chance. 2032, probably his first Olympics. Well, 2032. That's when the World Cup is in in the U.S. in L.A. No, it's I don't think it's the same well, year. It can't be the same. It can't be the same year as the Olympics, can it? Yeah, we're gonna miss I'm that wrong. one as well. What I was trying to say was, your son could go to USC, have, you know, an apartment <laughs> there, and then we could stay at your son's college dorm. Yeah, but we can't because let's your see, son's too I'm, young. Um, let's see what else. If we got. On the chat. Yeah, David says, a good 10K runner running a good half shows very little about the marathon. It's a good point. I will say this, though. In the U.S., there's just sort of a lot of crossover between 5K success, 10K success, and marathon that we got used to it, right? Like, Shalane Flanagan, all those years, could could do it all. We've seen Hall be able to extend the range, her range and run well in a bunch of different events. Uh, obviously, Molly Huddle, right? And now Sisson. We see it less so on the men's side. Like if there was a steepler out there, an old steepler who's now running fast, you know, for the men, it would be like kind of surprising. But on the yeah. men's side, I think it's more more just once they get to their specialty, they they stick in that one spot. Um, Anthony says Rupp is experiencing what uh, we must. What's hap? Well, sorry. What must do when you're when you grind your body down? Yeah, all in the game asks is Galen done at this level? I think we somewhat asked that. Oh, Under Armour. Someone says Under Armour, big win. I saw. I think. Yeah, it was, I mean, Wayne and Loketti, and the wins on the women's side. So, well, I saw. I think it was. I think it was David Monte who posted. It's like the first ever major mara- world marathon major win for an athlete sponsored by Under Armour. It's a very unique stat. I mean, well, but then you think about it, and you're like Adidas, Brooks is one, Nike. Adidas, Nike. Yeah. Well, Skechers. Skechers. Who else? Yeah. Puma. No. Puma. Have we have to look it up? That's a good question. I would say up. no. Yeah. Probably it's not, it's Mizuno. Not a... From like a one of the Japanese results, is probably had a Mizuno winner. Oh, you think? I don't. If one of Tokyo's major? probably had a. Tokyo's probably had a Mizuno. Has a Japanese athlete ever won the Tokyo Marathon? I not. I don't think since it's become a major. I don't think so. Yeah, Keds has a couple titles. Yeah. That was a big surprise. Yeah. 
Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's leave it there. We got to go. Uh, got to fix these mics. I'm going to go down there personally. Start uh, asking some questions. But back Getting Wednesday. Some answers? Get No, I'm just going to answer questions. No one's going to pay attention. <laughs> There's Wait, okay. so this weekend uh, is uh, NCAA regionals, right? NCAA regionals this weekend. NCAA nationals next weekend. Um, we'll do guess my so PR I, on Wednesday. So I think on Wednesday, I'm going to predict who the 31 teams that make it. This Wednesday, Gordon will predict 31. So tune in for that. That'll be thrilling. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It's that type All of right. reaction, Kevin. Come on. Get a little it's bit great. of excitement. It's NCAA cross country. You can get to turn, get sick again. And then I'll have to do the podcast. Solo. Oh, oh, oh yeah. For the record, I want to correct the record. I got a call on Saturday morning from my doctor because it takes forever to get test results for the serious strep throat test. I had strep throat. So I have a legitimate excuse, Gordon. You're saying I was faking being sick. Not only did I feel sick, I had it documented. And she said- You can get a so doctor start, to say whatever you want these days. She said, start taking the antibiotics. And I was like, I'm three days ahead of you. <laughs> I wasn't waiting for the call. You gave me the prescription. How much did it cost on it. for a doctor to tell you to take antibiotics? Well, no, the question is how much does it take for them to write the prescription for the $3 antibiotics? So that's what, that's what I needed. I knew there was something wrong with me. It wasn't just a normal sore throat. It was a sore throat from hell. And I was like, listen, my voice is how I make my live. No, I didn't say that. That would be ridiculous if I said that. But I just wanted to correct the record after you uh, criticized me, mocked my commitment on the show. You so. probably could write off doctor visits because your voice is your job right so it's like a job expense no gordon we get health insurance health insurance that's what health insurance is for can we <laughs> no the answer to your question is no i don't know what it is but our the answer haircut? is no can we expense our haircut because we're on <laughs> you want to talk about, you want to talk about haircuts again you got <laughs> roasted last time what is no, it like 12 dollars like a 12 dollar charge i should be able to ex expense my haircut because it's like part of my job you can't to have an you can't get a haircut you can't get a haircut for $12 anymore because I go I'm not going to say the name uh, of the company because people will make fun of me let's just say it's the lowest great clips <laughs> great let's just clips. say it's the the cheapest one and the cheapest one is now more than $12 so I gotta I never go said back my haircut is $12 I think I said it was 20 no but uh hold on yours wasn't you got I should be able to expense my haircut and then that means I should be able to expense clothes because it's you my uniform. wardrobe. Yeah, wardrobe. wardrobe. Yeah, you should be able to. Yeah, all those novelty shirts you get. So all the, I should find the a banana way to like Republic expense everything. Should, can I can I expense my internet connection? Okay, because we're gonna end the show. We're gonna, I'm gonna the expense show, all of my expenses. Yeah, you're I wasting think this is tax time. fraud. Uh, I'm gonna end, yeah. I'm gonna end this uh, on the advice of counsel. We're gonna end the show. Uh, I'll end with a positive uh, comment here on YouTube. Mile by Mile Media says, it's nice watching the live show instead of just listening to the podcast because the facial expressions add so much in a good way. Fully enjoy the That's podcast. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You have a Back great Wednesday. face for podcasting. <laughs> Same. For grainy YouTube feeds, we have a perfect face. Uh, we'll see everybody on Wednesday. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can find the show on our YouTube page, subscribe to the Full Track Podcast YouTube page. We are live 1230 p.m. Central Time for an hour on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks to Colt for producing. Thanks to Gordon for co-hosting. We'll talk to you guys next time.